Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Eric Cohn. I'm the deputy editor and chief film critic for IndieWire, and you're listening to Screen Talk, coming to you from Ann Thompson's car. I'm here in Los Angeles with my friendly neighborhood sparring partner from Thompson and Hollywood. Uh, we were moments ago at Ann's house and then decided we were going to cruise around and, and check out the scene on the on the brink of, of Oscar weekend here. There was a Vanity Fair party for Boyhood, which we ended up not going to. So The line for the valet was too long, and we have to go to our IndieWire dinner at El Cholo, which is way more important than um, yet another uh, paparazzi-ridden uh, promotional party. The proceeds for the Boyhood party, by the way, are going to um, a charity in Austin, Texas. I think it's the Austin Film Society, which, which is probably why they were willing to do it. So in any case, we're on, we're going to get to plenty of parties this weekend. Uh, the Oscars are so close, it almost feels like they're over. I mean, we've been <laughs> talking about them for so long, it's hard for me to even fathom the idea of next week being a real thing where uh, you know, the Oscar season is actually over. I can only imagine what it's like for you covering Oscar season, you know, year in, year out. But uh, what's so crazy is that no matter what I read now, I still can't get a clear sense of any consensus about the best picture race. It's because of the preferential ballot and the multiple number of actual strong contenders. So I did one thing where I broke down the difference between the people who vote on the less mainstream side of the Academy, the branches, and I added them up, and I did the, the more mainstream, and I yeah. added them up, and I tried to figure out that way. And then uh, someone else, Tom Brueggemann, and other people are looking at the preferential ballot and figuring out if they put them number one or number two or number three or number four, what difference will it make, and which movies could break through, and people are hatching all these fantasies about Whiplash and Grand Budapest Hotel winning the Oscar because the preferential ballot is designed to create a consensus title. Right. And if Boyhood turns out not to be, or Birdman turn out not to be real, they could have the most number one votes, but they would still not have enough, and other movies would have to be coming in at number two, and number three, and number four, and then suddenly you end up with with American Sniper right. winning the Oscar. You know? I mean, we're getting into Nate Silver territory That's here it. with this kind of number crunching, That's and it, it seems sort of like, on the one hand, it should get us closer. It on doesn't. the other hand, it seems to be getting us farther. I agree. And, and you know, you, you said, you know, it's possible like a Grand Budapest could sneak in there, but then there's American Sniper, and then, hey, even Imitation Game, you can't fully write no. it out of the equation, right? I, I, I don't, I mean, it's, there's, I mean, Basically, if you do the math and it works out that way, that more people put Imitation Game at number three and more people put Boyhood at number seven, you know what I mean? That's how it happens. That's really how it happens right. in a year like this. Well, and, and there are people who, who might do that, right? I mean, But, imita- but you have 6,000 people who, you know, all have their likes and dislikes and they haven't unified. I mean, clearly... 
based on the critics groups and BAFTA, which really does have the most overlap uh, between the groups. Yeah. Like six, five or six hundred people. Some people say twelve hundred. I checked with someone today, and they think it's more. It isn't scientific at all. It needs to be counted. We need to figure that out. But at any rate, it's it's quite um, sizable. And then and then you know the different overlaps with the different guilds who are usually predictive. Um, it's really very difficult this year. It just is. You can't, you can't, Boyhood is a special anomalous kind of movie. It isn't like any other Academy contender that's ever uh, vied for this prize. It, it's unusual and unique, uh, as it were. And, and so it's, it's really not possible to, to use the usual compare. You know, Birdman doesn't have an editing uh, nomination, and statistically that never wins best picture. Which is, of course, combated by the fact that, what, no no film that's won all the guilds has, has lost best picture since Apollo 13. That's right. We were listening was, to the right. same radio show. So, okay, these, these sort of factoids <laughs> come up there. What I think is interesting about that is that everything that seemed to give Boyhood so much momentum right out of the gate is now being spoken of as, as, as sort of its, its flaw. You know, what's holding Boyhood back is people saying things like, yeah, it's amazing that he pulled it off, but it's such a small movie, or it's it doesn't have the story to to deal with that. I mean, yeah. What you know. worries me about the Academy is that there are, if if you really are um, focused on on, I mean, the Academy really is the kind of organization that that. I mean, I, when I did this breakdown, the crafts add up yeah. to a lot, which is why Budapest is going to win more Oscars than any other movie and and that's the kind of movie although it's comedic and whimsical and idiosyncratic it's the kind of movie that they tend to reward the studios don't make the kinds of movies right. that they used to reward the big spectacles that were a list movies now they make big spectacles that are B-list movies, <laughs> that are comic book movies. Well, I they think don't it, get nominated. Guardians of the Galaxy right. is up for a few tech nods. Yeah. Interstellar. Look, know? in Grand Budapest Hotel, winning whatever it wins is still a triumph of a movie like that. Having having the aura of the kind of movie that wins awards and yet still being this auteur-driven you know, very eccentric piece of factor, filmmaking. It has. Yeah. So in some ways, you know, like, like I said in, in a piece I wrote this week, which was basically saying, I really hope Boyhood wins Best Picture, but if it loses to something, let it be Budapest. Let it be Budapest. I'm not. I, I mean, Birdman. I really like Birdman. On some level, in the context of this race, it's less exciting for me, and therefore something of a you know failure for a movie like Birdman to win because you have something as radical as Boyhood or as idiosyncratic and personality-driven as Grand Budapest. And that's what I think has been really interesting about this race. You know, I was thinking back on my experience here last year. Uh, I went to a party we're going to go to tomorrow for British nominees, and I spoke to Steve McQueen, and I said, you know, somebody like you, you know, like you, you come from a background, you used to do experimental installation art in the 90s, you know. Is, what has this kind of experience, like, going through this whole, like, industrial process of promoting an Oscar movie done to your kind of sensibilities and expectations. And he said, look, we didn't compromise anything. We made a mature drama. That's true. And it did well. So our hope is that, you know, more people will make things like this because we see that it works, you know? And so that sensibility seems even more amplified by seeing Boyhood and Grand Budapest being where they are right now. And none of that's going to change whatever happens on Sunday. 
That being said, it will fuel certain narratives one way or the other in the immediate aftermath, depending on who wins. And so, yeah, but, but, but the thing, I mean, the thing is, that in reality, um, there are a whole bunch of independent films vying for these these awards. And that's a good thing because those are the best movies being made because, you know, it's Searchlight, which there's a big story in the New York Times about how Searchlight has, you know, Sony Pictures Classics had 18 nominations, but Searchlight has Birdman and Budapest. And uh, it turns out they turned down Boyhood, which I thought was a rather remarkable story. I didn't know that. Well, they Um, turned down Boyhood 12 years ago. And then they turned that, turned it down again last year after Sundance because it just didn't seem like a safe commercial bet, and it wasn't. So it Sony took, was going after it, but they weren't paying enough to get no, it. No, and they didn't expect it to IFC do very well. IFC wasn't willing to let it go if, if, for that price. No, and and IFC was able to take a certain kind of risk with this movie that sent because a really interesting they message. They invested in it. Yeah. So okay, we we do are both we both are saying to some degree that Boyhood seems to be it's still in there. In there's there. a the the Gurus of Gold who are the predictors that I there's several groups I'm part of. But yeah. That one, um, we're you know and, and Gold Derby Gold Derby is is the other one. They're we're saying, split. Yeah. You know there there's a there's a lot of people saying Birdman because that's what the guilds. Do decree yeah and then there are you know a lot of people saying this is this is still possible for boyhood right so let's move on to some of the other categories because there's some other close calls best actor being one that's been really interesting to watch develop even now it seems like there's a lot of uh discrepancies with the way people are reporting this one i mean some people are convinced it's redman you've been saying keaton 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 for a while i actually departed and i actually made the argument for the three-way race with um with uh, Bradley Cooper in the mix, right. and I I know he's in the mix. Well, but he's been question, promoting himself like he was crazy. On Sixty Minutes and he was SNL on Charlie Rose, SNL Forty, and came out well, I might add. Yeah. Uh, but but the but the thing is, um, he and he's and he's charming. You know, he he's a sincere actor's actor. Yeah. You know, people are are buying it, and he's been nominated three years in a row. But Keaton's. I didn't realize that at 63, he would be, like, the oldest guy to, to win Best Actor. I mean, I'm afraid that from where I sit, 63 <laughs> doesn't seem that old, okay? But um, apparently John Wayne was 62 when he won for True Grid. Right. So there's some there's a milestone there that's worth thinking about. Yeah. I mean, it was but, but Christopher it is, Plummer won for Supporting a few years ago. It's Best he was Actor. Yeah. It's Best Actor. Leading yeah. Man, if you think about it. Leading yeah. Man does tend to be a younger guy. But, but basically, um, uh, and John, but I'm remembering how old John Wayne seemed to me when he won at 62, and now, you know, Michael Keaton doesn't seem that old. Um, it's a, it's a new, it's a new day. And but, so maybe but, there is some value in him winning in that sense for, for more print, you know, a Well, the older principle. Academy does yeah. have a feeling for him and for the, the, the kind of vicissitudes of his career and, and how he has just, you know, plugged along and done great work. But uh, Bradley Cooper thing. has sex appeal, so... Well, he has other chances. This would be Keaton's last chance, in all likelihood. Right, what else could he possibly And as best actor. And then, right. and then the other, how could he top this? And right. then, and then the other, that's a major thing, though. That, that is a factor. Of course. And then, and then you have Redmayne winning SAG, and in the last 10 years, 100% of SAG winners have, have won best actor. So, um, that is why people are leaning toward, toward Redmayne, even... Even though he was favored by the Brits, right, in, in for the BAFTAs, 
it, it, you know, for him to win SAG was pretty significant. Um, but I still think that the Academy is different. I don't think the Academy and SAG are the same. Well, it's also, it's, it's maybe the, the most traditional of the three movies. Not that that's necessarily a problem, but as in so far as the, the kind of performance that we're talking about, it's a really good performance, but it's a very actorly performance. That Keaton performance is so unique to who he is and what that movie is. And American Sniper is just, you know, it's, it's a Clint Eastwood war movie, but it's also the culmination well, of Cooper's thing. Himself yeah, he transformed himself and gained the weight, and, and yeah, there's very so great sympathy there. He really turned into that guy. That's what he's convincing people. Yeah. But Redmayne, of course, twisted himself and, yeah. and did all the work and it's still that, I mean, emoted in spite of everything. It's a so really good performance, all, but it's a kind... It's a, right, but it's a category of performance that's very familiar in some ways. Well, and, that could be I don't the mainstream know. that goes for him. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I mean, reading these... Uh, the, the, these anonymous uh, voter uh, notes in, in the Hollywood Reporter, where, where these these Academy members talk about why they voted for whomever. I mean, it does make you want to assume the most superficial, kind of lowest common denominator possibilities here. As a result, no, 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 no. You know. Part of what I was writing about is that that it lets, that person was a publicist. Okay. That was one of them. But one yeah, of them was a publicist, yeah. and and I understand perfectly the logic that that person was. They were being very candid. It was fun to read, um, but what you you do see, I'm voting for um, uh, everything is awesome because I'm pissed off that you know they Lego didn't get the animation get nomination. The animation prize. Boyhood yeah. was that, boring. Selma wasn't very good. You know all right. that kind of stuff. Right. So so you can assume that that person is representing the mainstream. That is a right. much more mainstream person. That is pers- that is not a person who. And who's the majority? Who's craft, though? But who's but, the majority? Um, the publicists, the producers, and the executives, and the members at large, they make up the mainstream. And and then, uh, as opposed to the crafts, the, the the costumes and everything, there are more on this other side than there are mainstream. Well, it's an interesting kind of conundrum to to think about because. With these races being so close, this is the the worst time for like the kind of populist, sen- you know, sensibility of certain branches to kind of run the show. So they don't. If they're not running the show, there's only one mainstream movie in contention, though. Or you could argue that Imitation Game and Theory of Everything are more. You're talking mainstream. about Sniper. Yes. Well, but I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's mainstream, but it's also su- it's in a class of its own because of the Clint factor. But Clint is beloved. He crosses over. Right. Jane Fonda likes the movie. Right. I mean, he's not. It's not as simple as conservative equals mainstream at all. No, not conservative. It's it's, it's, it's a Clint it's, factor. It, Clint is more libertarian. He's very. Uh, he's 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 revered for not spending too much money, for going his own way, for being efficient, for not fussing around. He has a very un. Uh, decorated office, you know, it, it, he does. He's not into all the usual trappings, and people respect him for that. I'm just so unexcited by the possibility of that movie winning stuff on Sunday. So it's just, I, when, if as you want to get your ballot, it, if you want to do well on your ballot, put Sniper for sound. Yeah, yeah good. Start with the technical in. categories. That's what you could do. That's what you do. And then you know we you got your short film categories. There's uh, some interesting things worth looking into. Well, Feast is considered the lead in the um, animated category. In the so, Disney film. Yeah, but last year the 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 lead you know the, the the Disney one the Mickey one didn't win. 
Right. And and they went with something entirely different. So I'm sort of thinking it might be the the dam keeper the, or the better picture, the, the British one. Yeah, I mean, I, I was my Which has my to feeling do with death was and it made me cry. Yeah, the fe- feast is the one where you know it's like it's an adorable oh, it's dog adorable. story. But but I but I I think dam keepers is probably people have talked me through this a little bit since I originally was pretty confident about Feast, which is that Dam Keeper, which is this kind of peculiar, dark fairy tale about a pig who's bullied at school and almost ruins a town, um, is, is the longest and the most creatively uh, sort of eccentric of them in, in terms of the kinds of the kind of story it tells. Um, and so in that sense, it does seem to have the right kind of momentum to win. Uh, you can overthink these things. Yeah, exactly. I find but, that that category is very hard to predict. But that's what makes it so interesting. It's like there's it's just uh, there's so much more variety to I look at. I just went with there. the BAFTA winner, <laughs> <laughs> and it made me cry. I use that. I use the make me cry one. Which is lot. why the phone call in the live action category, that's the Sally it. Hawkins that's film. It. It's probably the short film that, that has the right kind of momentum to, to make it happen. I mean, I think it would be pretty surprising if anything else did at this point. No, um, there is something else ahead of it. Um, that, that's one of the leaders, but, but I, I went with the British one um, again. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to remember all of these things because they're just not It's called Boogaloo the... and Graham. That's right. And I loved that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, in in that, those categories are so interesting. That was the Northern Irish one with the with the dog again with the chickens. Right, it's all with about the animals. boys being in love with chickens. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really interesting though because when you look at those categories, I mean, they're not governed by the same kind of rules until they are mm-hmm. with respect to the rest of the race. If something falls into a category that seems to correlate with everything else. So what else do we need to, to dig into here? Because uh, well, the other races that are, you know, we all know which ones are the obvious ones. Actress. Or J.K. Simmons. J.K. Arquette. Uh, Inner yeah. two, in all likelihood. For director. Yeah. Unless Linkletter sneaks ahead. Because DGA won. You right. know, he won that. But but um, um, but people switch them, you know. And then and then the other, the other one, the ones that are contested, I think score is very difficult to pick this year. And so is adapted screenplay. In other words, Anderson gets, you can, you can check off all the Budapest boxes because they're the same as the BAFTA ones. Assuming, except for score. Score is, is it could be Alexandre Desplat. In one of two categories. For, for um, Budapest, which is the most popular of the best picture contenders, that would be the logic for going with that. It's also the best one, if I you agree. really listen to it. But them. people like the theory of everything score a lot. It's okay. You know, and it's beautiful, and it's classic. Budapest one is so much better. It's, it's so enjoyable. It, it, it does the job of making the movie work. Yep, it in brings all it to these life. different tones. You can see the movie when you I listen to it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm not sure the entire Academy will think in those terms. That's what I worry about. Right. Theory of Everything is a more classical melodic score that's very beautiful and lovely on the ears. You know what I mean? Right, and then we have the original song, which may be the only Oscar that Selma gets. There's a good chance of that. With, but the reason Desplat isn't a walk away with Budapest is that he's competing with himself for imitation game. That's the problem. Right. That's an interesting yeah. sort of thing. Could they cancel each other out? Right. Or, yeah, they could. Certainly possible. Or they just pick one. And and so Common song, Common could could win for original song for Selma. That is considered uh, the, the. I mean, on Guru's of Gold, everybody thinks that's going to win. 
And then I got They'll put on a good show, of I, course. I started to think to myself, oh my God, is that true? Are they going to vote for the Lego movie just to be spiteful? Yeah. Not the whole Academy, they won't. They're going to go highbrow. They're yeah. going to go Selma. I mean, the Everything is Awesome song is funny, but it's just, it's just, just a, a lark. Too. I mean, come on. And then, yeah, the whole point of that song is that it's supposed to be making fun of certain things that I think people have been celebrating sincerely about it, you know? So, although I would say everything is awesome is to some degree kind of like the mantra of the Oscars on some level, you know? I'm getting out of this traffic. So. I don't know what the stupid <laughs> ways is telling me to do. Oh, I think I got rid of it. Sorry. Well, we'll sign for off the, here, for maybe. The, for the podcast. <laughs> because uh, we don't want to get Ann into, into an accident We're driving in a dark, bad neighborhood into, the, into nowhere. We're, what we're driving into is the rest of the weekend, and, and you guys are going to hear a lot more about this stuff in the next couple of days. We've got the Indie Spirits coming up on Saturday, which should be a lot of fun, but obviously a little bit more lighthearted and, and uh, easygoing than uh, the way the Oscars are going to go, which is just going to be a massive uh, sort of chaotic experience. But we'll be there, and we're going to survive it, and we're going to report about it, so you'll read You're my all date. about it. Exactly. We're, we'll have to uh, take i got to see what you look like in a tuxedo. <laughs> you can look up last year if you need evidence. It's a real thing. It's going to happen. So until then... Uh, stay tuned. We're, we'll be we're uh, pulling up to El Cholo for the Indie Wire dinner. We're all good. We're still intact. We'll let you know how it is next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.